Okay, um, hello and welcome to our first, um, twin political podcast episode with, uh, with, um, myself, Owner Sichi, and my brother, Luca Sichi. Um, so Luca, um, say hi, first of all, introduce yourself. Hello. Um, my name is? Uh, my name is Luca Sichi. Hi. Okay, um, so our first topic today will be the $2,000 stimulus check and $4,000 stimulus check for couples that passed the House with a supermajority. Do we believe Senator McConnell will put it for a vote on the Senate? Um, I'm not uh, I'm not convinced he will. Uh, And here's why. I think he uh, has kind of been not only, it's not only in this case, I, I don't even think that, it's just been recently after President-elect Biden was elected, um, he's been trying to kind of distance himself from the Trump administration. Uh, after actually acknowledging uh, President-elect Biden's victory, uh, he has been denying a lot of what Trump wants, and um, he wanted the $2,000 stimulus check, Mitch McConnell, I don't believe, will allow a vote. It's also, uh, I think he's made it abundantly clear that uh, throughout this pandemic that the stimulus check will not be over um, 2000 or be $2,000 ever, ever. I think that's what his, his goal is. Um, and honestly, um... I, I would be very surprised if he actually allowed a vote. Okay, so, but we do know if he allowed a vote that it would be passed by the Senate. Because David Perdue said he would vote for it. Kelly Loeffler said he would vote for it. Then there's a tiebreaker, I believe. That's Mike Pence who said, and his administration is in full support of a $2,000 stimulus check. So he would vote for it. You only need those two senators. And then you get the $5,000 stimulus check. And I don't think and they have more than those two senators. They have um, Susan Collins, I believe, Lisa Murkowski, Mitt, uh, Mitt Romney. There are a bunch of GOP senators that are... Mavericks. Mavericks. In quotations. <laughs> um, that are going for the $2,000 stimulus check. And I think that that uh, if it actually went for a vote it, they wouldn't even need Mike Pence as a tiebreaker. We saw a supermajority in the House. I think we'd see a supermajority in the Senate. Um, so let me just stress that this this gain traction, like no one was talking about the $2,000 stimulus check until Donald Trump decided that he wasn't going to vote for $600. He wasn't going to pass a $600 stimulus check because it was too little, in his own words. He ended up passing that. Then it gained traction of a $2,000, because he said he wanted a $2,000 stimulus check. And I don't like Trump, personally, and I don't want to put my own political beliefs into what should be factual. I don't like him. So when he said that, I was, I was like, I just agreed with Trump. What happened? I was, yeah. I was just like, you know, and I was also surprised because his uh, treasury secretary said, I taxpayer taxpayer money should not be used on something around the lines of taxpayer dollars should not be used on people to sit at home. And I was surprised that he actually allowed that stimulus. Yeah, um, well, I thought he, uh, I mean, the fiery speech, you know, that was something. But 
Um, I'm not a big fan of Trump either. The thing is, he was said he was adamant that it would be a sixteen dollar stimulus check, and then he got on the floor of on his desk again the six hundred dollar stimulus check, and then so he kind of spent more time just more time not getting relief to the American people by saying, oh, it needs to be 2000 and then getting the exact same bill that he was against earlier, just a week later, and then signing off on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't, you know, I think this is definitely politically motivated, what Republicans are doing in the Senate. I don't think they actually believe that it's the right thing to do. I think specifically Tally Loeffler and David Perdue. Because they know uh, that they're in a very hotly contested Senate race right now. They need to win re-election in order for Republicans to keep the Senate. And uh, they know that that would probably help them in Georgia if they voted for a $2,000 stimulus check. And to me, it's like so easy for them to say that when it's probably not going to be voted on. You know, it's probably not going to be put on a vote. So they might win that because they said something that wouldn't that wasn't backed up by facts because... Mitch McConnell never laid it to the Senate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's really easy to say you'll vote something for something that you'll never get to vote on. Uh, it's really easy to say, you know, I'll take action when there's never going to be an opportunity for you to take action. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but then you'll get easy praise for that as well, and that will definitely help your re-election chances. So I think Democrats... Uh, a lot of liberals and Asaf and Warnock supporters are should probably be scared at their aspect the aspect of the Asaf runoff and the uh, Warnock runoff because right now it uh, personally for me I think that uh, the two Republican senators are gonna win I don't see I don't think that the Democratic candidates will win it's possible but you know um, it it's even with a scandal written with a scandal that could shatter a whole campaign with those two candidates mm-hmm. they are still up by 0.2%. In in um John Ossoff's own words it's not only that you're a crook Senator Purdue you know he said that at the debate and then you know Senator Purdue declined to to participate in the other debate but that yeah that that's a very good point that could rattle any campaign to its core. But we don't, we're not seeing that same energy with David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler. So here comes my question. Do we think that Senator Perdue and Senator Loeffler are in support of the $2,000 stimulus package because they're up for re-election and that's the sole purpose? Um, uh, I don't know if that's the sole purpose, but I, I mean, yeah, it probably is the sole purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if it's the only purpose, uh, but yeah, it's definitely the probably, in my opinion, the biggest factor that's going into it. Uh, because I didn't see this type of energy before they had a gigantic threat to their re-election and their control of the Senate. But now, now, it's, you know, all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. You know, put up your pitchforks, we better go fight. Uh-huh. And that's just... I I don't see why it would change their opinion. I think it's just for election purposes, especially when she did insider trading. I don't I didn't see that same energy when she 
didn't set her training on because she had a classified um, briefing yeah. on COVID-19. Um, but um, I think another number one, uh, number one thing that needs to happen for this to get past the Senate, we saw that, I don't know, what what is the mentality for Mitch McConnell? Because Bernie Sanders said it very well. He said, I'd like, you know, he said, I think five out of the ten poorest counties in the United States are in your home state of Kentucky. You should be more concerned about this, and you should be trying to put this to a vote, Senator McConnell. Uh, I think he said it really well. So does that make his, like, I don't, I, I know, I know he won his election by very comfortable margin in Kentucky, but would would he want his reputation to be squandered in Kentucky? He never had a good reputation at all, but he does, does he want it to be even more squandered, you know, because uh, he doesn't care about the people of Kentucky? Uh, uh you know... I think that uh, I think we should go back to the Senate race in Kentucky, which is which was Amy McGrath, the Democratic candidate, versus Senator Mitch McConnell, the Republican candidate. Um, you know, it was Democrats poured a lot of money into that race, and it was less you know we can gonna win, and more the aspect of kicking Mitch McConnell out, yeah. which would have been great for uh, for Democrats. They did not end up getting that seat. I never expected them to get that seat. But um, I never expected Democrats to pull off a victory in the governor's race there, so anything's possible um, in Kentucky. You know, I think I, I, I've talked about this before. When we're talking about a stimulus check, you know, of course, Bernie's point makes sense when we're talking about a stimulus check. Mm-hmm. But um, senators are sent to the Senate to represent their state. Governors draw, draw the legislation in that state and basically create what should be, you know, abide by. They also make economic plans, uh, all the legislation, all the bills. And it has to go to, through the state legislator. So the governor is in most of the control of the domestic stuff in, um, in Kentucky. Uh, and the national stage, the national spotlight really just goes to the senator. Yeah. So... It's, it's, I, his point, Bernie Sanders, on, you know, you should be trying to help the people of Kentucky through the stimulus check, valid point. But any other point that's like, oh, your, your, uh, your state is doing horribly, I'm not the governor, I'm the senator, mm-hmm. and I'm, I was sent to represent that state in Congress, so anything I do is a national level, not a domestic level. I think that same point was brought up when um, Kamala Harris was under attack i don't know why some con- i don't i don't remember the full context and i could be wrong but i think um some conservatives were attacking her saying almost people were, po- were pooping in the streets of san francisco why isn't she doing something about that she's that's, a senator you know that's not really her job i would like it would be good if she spread awareness about that issue trying to feed the poor trying to give them a job trying to get them back on their feet that would be good i i would like that and if she could do that on a national level that'd be even better but she doesn't have control over what happens in her state gavin newsom the democratic governor does uh so you know maybe that's something she would like to discuss with the governor but she doesn't have any direct impact on california when it comes to 
legislator. She has, when it comes to pol like policy within that one state. Yeah. But she has a very big impact when it comes to the whole country. Because that's what the Senate is for. It's not a state Senate. It's a national federal Senate, you know? Um, yeah. So that's, that's a valid point. Um, so, like, when... When uh, also, I also want to mention that when I was talking about uh, the GOP ripping away from Trump in in the Senate, Mitch McConnell wants. Um, this isn't one of our topics, but Mitch McConnell wants. Um, uh, I believe he wants uh, to override President Trump's veto of a defense budget. He wants that vote to be taken to the Senate floor. The third ranking Republican in all of Congress, the first one in the Senate, is going against the president's veto, the Republican president's veto. That's, we didn't see that in four years. Yeah, that's, uh, and I think it goes back to my point, Republicans are trying to distance themselves from this administration. Mm -hmm. um, some Republicans, I know Tommy Tupperville said that he would um, object to the certification of the vote, so a lot of them are definitely still hanging on to this administration, but a lot of them are trying to distance themselves. I think Mitch McConnell is among them. Yeah, Mitch McConnell. Uh, I think even Mike Pence, his own, um, his own vice president, because trust me, he wants to be president of the United States someday. God help us if he is. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Um, you know. Uh, he wants to be president of the United States someday, and it's not a very good look if you were vice president to an authoritarian leader, you know? That's, yeah. That's not a very good look. I would I would think that's not the best thing to get you elected. Um, I think, personally... Especially not with Cubans. Yeah, I think... And, well, I think personally... What? Nothing. Especially not with people who have been in an authoritarian yeah, 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 yeah. regime. So when when we're talking about Florida, a crucial battleground state, if he's as if he wants to win Florida, maybe maybe just not try and you know support and support up there tor to whatever I can't pronounce it. <laughs> um, so authoritarianism. There we go. Okay. Uh, I didn't say it right, but yeah, anyway, you know. You have a Venezuelan vote, a Cuban vote that has gotten, uh, that got Trump to the victory in Florida, and then, and they can abandon him, they can abandon the Republican Party real fast. They can abandon the Republican Party. Um, they can swerve, they can swerve. swerve. They can, yeah, they can make a real swerve and, um, go on a different ship. Um, and I think if you embrace a regime, if you embrace... <laughs> We're not quite there yet. Yeah, but if you embrace a threat to democracy, then I, you're probably not going to perform as well as you could have. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I didn't mean to be offensive when I said especially... Yeah, no, no. Humans. I didn't think you were. Um, but it's a sensitive topic when it comes to authoritarianism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... You know, my personal idea is, I think I think Republican senators know that it floats well for them politically, so they're gonna support it. Our next topic, uh, I think this is this is our final topic. We're discussing two in this episode. The Trump administration is selling an animal refuge in Alaska for a massive oil drilling project. This took the internet by a storm earlier in the week. 
as the Biden team prepares to transition into the White House. Thoughts? Um, I'm absolutely outraged by this. Uh, I, I don't think I'm the only one because I've been looking on the internet. I have an Instagram, the uh, at Rest Cecile, if you want to follow it. Um, that's R-U-S-T-I-C-I-L. Um, just a quick plug. But I have Instagram. I have TikTok. I'm not going to give you my TikTok because I don't even know how to say my TikTok username. And you don't publish anything. And I don't publish anything. Um, and I have all these internet platforms. And I'm seeing outrage over it, and I was out outraged over it. And, uh, you know, I'm not a person who is going to get outraged on every single thing the Tr Trump administration does. Mm -hmm. But if it's worthy of outrage, I will get outraged. And I thought this was ridiculous. Two weeks before uh, President-elect Biden gets into office, and we're talking about drilling Alaskan land, I think it's blatant disregard for not only the animals there, but there is culture there. There are people living there. There are uh, people who are depending on wildlife there, and you are seeing a president of the United States have blatant disregard for that. I think that's shameful, shameful, at all costs. Part of the reason that, um, I mean, Ted Cruz did win the Republican primary in Alaska, so I don't know if they're that fond of Trump. They just want a, I mean, they voted for him in general. But that's the Alaskan vote and It is also record. getting, um, it is getting bluer, Alaska. Yeah. It is definitely shifting more to the, uh, to the left. I think it was a 10% margin of victory for Trump. Mm -hmm. Definitely not a small margin of victory, but it's shrinking. Yeah, that is true. Um, so let's talk about, um, what, like, when it comes to this oil drilling project, why so late in the game? Why did, like, number one, he shouldn't have done it at all. My, my, actually, there's a website that you could go visit right now. It's called, um, Save the Arctic. Uh, you can search it up. I don't know the exact, uh, URL, but you can search it up right now, and you can f make a letter and send it to the corporation that is responsible for this oil drilling project. And you can tell them why you are concerned about them dr oil drilling in a refuge, an animal refuge in Alaska, where, you know, it's a beautiful place, Alaska. Beautiful, diverse, of course, bio, yeah. diverse ecosystems. And you're, you're basically destroying that when you do an oil drilling project like that. It's massive. Um, my number one concern is that they're doing this not only the environment, which is definitely my number one concern, the environment, you know, how how we're definitely seeing the impacts of the ice caps melting, that's contributing to the ocean levels rising, uh, which is, you know, which is making massive storms, which is killing people with response and spending and giving us a lot of money that we have to take care of. We have to spend a lot of money on rebuilding our cities, rebuilding the places that were hurt. But besides that, also the fact that the Trump administration is doing this, what, you said two weeks? Two weeks before President-elect Biden is inaugurated. He is set to be inaugurated on January 20th, 2021. Uh, we're approaching that date quite fast. Um, and I just I just want to say something. Um, I was just I was just informed that you don't need the election results to be confirmed by Congress to be inaugurated president. 
you only constitutionally you only need the electoral college to vote apparently that's what uh, i heard so i don't know why they even do it but i don't <laughs> you know so basically what you're telling me is republicans last saving grace is gone you know i, I you know i there is actually um a a there was a professor who said already there's no saving grace for them because you know, uh, I think Mike Pence knows that Donald Trump's not going to win. He's the only, in, like, remotely intelligent person on the ticket. He knows Donald Trump's not going to win. There's only two people on the ticket, so... Yeah. He knows Donald Trump's not going to win, and so he's, um... He, he wants to distance himself from it, because eventually, maybe 2024, he's going to want to run for president. Oh, yeah, he's definitely running in 2024. There is no doubt in my mind that he's running in 2024. He, he Nikki Haley... Um, possibly other, Don Jr. Possibly Don Jr. They're all running for president. Possibly Donald Trump. For possibly Donald Trump. If Donald Scary. Trump runs, then I think we're gonna have a little, a, a small field of Republicans challenging him. Real? Yeah, I think. Um, but if he doesn't, oh, holy macaroni! It's <laughs> gonna be the exact same. It's gonna be like thousands of them just lining up for that debate. Um, but I think the, the eventual. It's, it's gonna make the. It's gonna make the um, 2020 Democratic yeah, primary it's gonna, it's gonna look make it, small. Yeah, it's gonna make it look like a, a, one of those parties that nobody wants to go to. <laughs> um, so I think that if Republicans, if Mike Pence wants to win into win the nomination, not the, win the nomination, but if he wants to win the general, he's gonna have to distance himself from this president because we all know that this president was kicked out of office by the people. The votes. They get him out of office. Um, so, you know, he, he's trying to distance, distance himself. I think that's been made pretty clear. And I think that's a smart move. Yeah. So back to the oil drilling project. This is definitely going to hurt the natural environment around uh, the refuge, the animal refuge. I just, I can't get over it. You know, what I don't understand you know, I don't, what was it, it's it's about money, of course, but I, I just, I still don't understand, like, I, I get very, I, I can't really say the things that I want to say, um, but it's just, to me, I don't know, does he care about his children or grandchildren when it comes to this issue? I don't like those personal attacks, but I'll use them on Donald Trump any day, because I don't think he does. Yeah, so... I was talking about this to somebody, and I was like, how do we know that you care about your children, your your grandchildren, the younger generation, if yeah. you're not going to focus on them and focus on their future? And they were like, I don't think it's fair to say that they don't care about their grandchildren, or their children, or their uh, great-grandchildren. You know, I think it is fair, because um, I know... Maybe they don't think it. But, yeah, I know. know parents are always like, oh, I love you so much, um, I, I love you more than anything, I, I've been told by my parents many times, you know, um, I would save you over me, so, um, but here's the thing, and they've been willing to take action on climate change, my parents, uh, by installing stuff in our household that will help it, um, and really just getting new norms in our household that would solve this uh, problem, not solve the whole entire problem of climate change, but be a step forward in the right direction. 
Um, so that displays a sense of a sense of care mm-hmm. uh, for younger generations. But when you have an oil drilling or uh, process in the making in Alaska that will rapidly uh, higher our uh, temperature, uh, make our temperature much warmer. Then I think you. I think it's valid. It's a valid argument to make that is, you know, you're thinking more about yourself than your children. You know, I don't. I don't know if if Donald Trump's thought process is I want to ruin my children's career for future. Oh, I definitely think it is. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Okay, I don't know that people that don't take climate change seriously, that's their thought process. But, you know, maybe it's unintended. But it's especially still there. Eric, especially Eric. Yeah. Eric Trump. That's what he thinks. That's what Trump thinks every single day when he wakes up. Uh, oh, like, come on. How do I let's, make Eric Trump's let's life not worse? Go there. Let's not go there. Um, but, you know, maybe that's not the thought process. But I think it's... it's it's You've got to understand that it doesn't exude a, vi- like a vibe of... I care, you know, I care about what your financial future is, I care about what your environmental future is, I care about the water you drink and the air you breathe. It doesn't display that. Yeah. It, it, at all. It kind of displays the exact opposite, which is, mm. meh. meh. I'm, I'm not going to be alive, you know? I'm not going to be alive. It gets me money. You know, I, you can live without it. Yeah. So, do you, do you want to discuss the Andrew Cuomo sexual assaults? I thought that was for the next episode. Okay, so we'll we'll do a little bit more on this topic, and then we'll end the podcast. But I just wanted to check in if you wanted to do that. Um, so we we saw all over the internet outrage, extreme outrage for this. Um, I was on I was on Instagram, I was on Twitter. Everyone was extremely out, outraged by this announcement from the Trump administration that they're auctioning auctioning off an animal refuge in Alaska, one of the most beautiful states when it comes to, um, you know, ecosystems. For oil drilling. Oil drilling. I, I think it's unapologetic. I think he is... It is... Oh, my God. It was... When I heard it, I was outraged. Two weeks before... Uh, President-elect Biden's inauguration, he decided to pull a fast one on us. I was expected, I was just expecting to, to go to sleep sound tonight, knowing that, um, can't, I, I have a question, though. I, you might not have the immediate response to this. Can, um, can Donald, can Joe Biden actually do anything about this once it's done, when he becomes president? Do you know the answer to that? I don't think he can buy back, I mean, yes, he can, but it, uh, both, both parties would have to be willing to, so that means the company that he sold it to would be would be comfortable with the buyback um, of that. Which we don't think it's gonna happen. Of that land, which you know, probably not gonna happen, uh, because oil drilling, as toxic as it is for the animals and the culture, uh, it provides money. So, for those who have not seen an oil drilling like project, this the it takes up a lot of room. And it's unhealthy for anyone, even humans, to be there. You know, it's it takes up a lot of square meters, uh, more than square meters. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. It takes up, uh, I think, miles of space. 
it's a big project, and this one is particular. I heard. It's, yeah. It's very huge. Yeah. Let me it's, search. Yeah. Up, search up an image. Not, yeah. But I'm just, you know, when we're talking about natural environment of some very important species, uh, I think polar bears are on that list. I think um, uh, snow leopards are on that list. I don't know. But uh, I think some seals are on that list. Those are part of the endangered species lists. They're extremely important. You know, every animal is important, but this one in particular, it's... it's. Okay, uh, I have an image. Obviously, you guys can't see it. Um, I have an image of an oil drilling here, and this is just one. One. This is just one. That's just... This is just one. So, and there is usually many, many more just for one project. Yeah. This, for example. That's just one. And then you see it going all along here. That's a lot of land. Yeah. That is a lot of land. And uh, that that's a lot of space, and it's hurting the environment. Yeah. Un unfortunately, that's just... It's the thought that goes through people's head. And I can't understand how you would even think that. You know, um, I can't understand how you would even, yeah, I don't, I can't understand how you would even have that thought process, but, uh, thank you for joining us for our first episode of the Twin Political Podcast. Um, Luca, would you like to say your farewells? Uh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for tuning in to next episode, which will be when? Tomorrow? Um, tomorrow or, uh, what is it today? Wednesday? I think so. Um, I can't keep track of this. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's Wednesday, so... Uh, Tomorrow or maybe Friday. Maybe Thursday or Friday. Um, either Thursday or Friday. We will be talking about Andrew Cuomo's sexual assault and Andrew Yang entering the 2021 mayoral election for New York City. Please tune in. Thank you, and good night.